Amazon's made it possible for us not only to have access to things we've never had before, but pretty much from anywhere in the world, these things can come to us. Within a week or two at the max, you can get just about anything. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so that you can be freed up to pursue your true life's purpose. We're your hosts, David Thompson and Leo Sabo. And in today's episode, we are talking about something that Leo and I call the Amazon phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be wondering, what is that? And, and this is just a term that we've come up with. Uh, we were chatting the other day, just thinking through uh, on the one hand, all the value that Amazon provides to our lives, uh, the quick and direct, easy access to uh, medicine, anything. anything, yeah, yeah, <laughs> anything, medicine, clothes, gadgets, uh, anything in the world at your fingertips from your home delivered to your home. You do not have to leave your house mm -hmm. to get almost anything in the yeah. entire world. And to have a ton of options for that same product. Uh, now, whether they're good options or bad options, we'll have to look at. But yep. but you have so much access at your fingertips from your phone to your computer. So there is so much good that has been provided by Amazon. We also, in this episode, want to review how that easy access to products in a wide range at varying costs, uh, right at our fingertips, how that easy access has changed our spending behavior as a culture and our individual life habits. And that's the actual phenomenon. That's the phenomenon. About. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you might be thinking, are we talking about stock prices and how quickly it's grown? Well, we're talking about how it impacts our actual spending behavior and personal life decisions. So Leo, let's go back in time a little bit mm. and walk me through what it used to be like uh, if you were going to go out and make a purchase and what are some of the things that the big box retailers did to get you stirred up to make an impulse purchase? Like, let's just look at history a little bit. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is uh, I'm old enough to, to remember when most of the ads was done in newspapers. Yes. It was done on TV, but it wasn't cheap to do it on TV. And certainly the internet wasn't a part of it. So no one could really advertise or do any kind of marketing unless they had a big budget. Today, you and I can market to thousands of people with no cost whatsoever to us, right? I can go on Facebook and I can put something out there, uh, a post, a product, something like that. And hundreds of people, thousands of people can see it. I was watching this guy on YouTube the other day, somebody I follow, and he's a woodworker. And he created this this little wooden tool uh, holder that you that you fasten to your your garage wall or shop wall, and he in less than twenty four hours he sold five thousand dollars worth. They were fifteen dollars wow. a piece. He just said, "Hey, you guys think might you might be interested in this?" And then he had a post like the next day, and he's like, "I got five thousand order, uh, not five thousand orders, five thousand dollars worth of of orders." So. It didn't cost him anything to do that on YouTube. In fact, YouTube pays him for his subscribers in the marketing. So it's just an incredible time that we live in to be able to do this, but that wasn't always the case. And because it wasn't always the case, we didn't have the same motivation or uh, opportunities to spend, right? right? They would have to come across our view. So if we watched TV and we saw a commercial for Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's, then we'd be like, oh, I think I might want to go get something to eat. 
Whereas today, it's everywhere. It's on our phones. And that's really yeah. the incredible thing is that it's on our phones. And you can't read an article. You can't watch a YouTube video right. or anything without a commercial being sent to you multiple times in the time that you're engaging in that form of entertainment. And that's really important because what we don't understand, and I'm not in any way versed in how our brain works and the you know addictions and all those kind of things, just what I've studied and what I've seen. But for the most part, there are physiological changes that have happened because of the way we interact with technology and the right. information that's coming at us as fast as it's coming at us. And that's the phenomenon when it comes to Amazon because what's happened is Amazon's made it possible for us not only to have access to things we've never had before, but pretty much from anywhere in the world, these things can come to us. Within a week or two at the max, you can get just about anything. I was looking to buy a car lift for my garage. It's something I've always yeah. wanted. Right? Yeah. I work on cars all the time. So I wanted to have something that would fit in my garage without having to tear out the floor and you know put a massive thing in there. I looked on Alibaba, which is kind of the Chinese version of Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. So I looked on there because they had prices that were less than they are here in the United States. And shipping for some of them was included, which I thought, okay, I can either spend $3,000 for this lift or I can spend $1,500. The only thing I didn't know is, is it good enough? Is the quality good enough? So eventually I ended up buying from the U.S., but my point is, I had access to a market in China. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's incredible. I mean, I, I hope you understand how big of a deal this is. But this has some consequences because now that I have everything available to me and I have multiple options, right? That sounds like a good benefit. But it can really, really change the way we spend and almost make us addicted to spending. And Amazon has that effect. I know it does on me. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Amazon has a negative impact on me. There's a lot of good things about Amazon, but it also has a negative impact, which is I can sit there, watch TV, and if I'm watching with my wife and I'm not into the show that she put on, I'll pull out my phone mm -hmm. and I'll search for stuff. Yeah. And it's stuff that I don't need. Honestly, I don't need, but it would be nice to have. It's things that I'm right. thinking about getting. And before I know it, I spend two hours looking at reviews and researching and this and that. Now, if I really need that item then that's a good thing. It's a benefit. But if I don't right. need it, and we're going to talk about some of the things that happen that draw us in when we're not engaged in wanting to buy something that makes it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, David? It makes it almost like we should be buying something. We're missing out. On right. It. There's a fear of missing out. Exactly. That you're thinking, oh my gosh, if I don't, if I don't take advantage of this right now, and this is how most marketing is done is that you'll even see so many marketing things now put a timer on the window yeah. and, and, and we all know it's, it's fake and it's dumb because you could just refresh and the timer would refresh yeah. or you could just log in from another browser and get the exact same deal. Or there'll be a sale down the road because oh, nothing absolutely. is ever not on sale at some point. No, absolutely. So, I mean, I just... This is, it's been an interesting thing for me over the last 15 years, watching myself as a consumer, somebody who buys things, mm -hmm. um, interact with products in the marketplace. And I know we've all experienced this, but uh, for me personally, I remember Black Friday was a huge thing growing up and, and going the Friday after Thanksgiving and going into the frenzy where all these people were at the mall and all these people are at Walmart and all these people are at Target. And that still happens today to an extent. It's not gone away entirely, obviously. But I remember growing up, that that was the moment. Now, I'm, a, I'm 
I'm a fairly reserved and conservative spender and mm-hmm. a, I'm a saver and I and I I like to consider myself a good steward or manager of resources and so I will save all year long and I will I will generally not go and make a bunch of purchases. Mm-hmm. But when Black Friday came around I considered that my opportunity to open up the coffers a little bit. Well, because it's you're you're in that mode where you're saying I've saved so much for Christmas gifts right. and things like that. So if I can go, I can actually get more for the money or exactly. better products. So there's a draw to it. It's not like somebody's putting a gun to your head. I mean, there's actually a benefit. So even from your perspective, David, you're frugal. You want to make good purchases. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to actually do just that. Exactly. Right? And, and I would allow myself to get into what Leo and I have kind of termed the hot mode. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go make a purchase. And, and I'm an extrovert, so I didn't mind being around a bunch of people. <laughs> I actually enjoyed seeing the way people interacted and moved for products and different stuff. Now, this, I was younger too at the time. And so I enjoyed that. And I, and I intentionally put myself into that place. And what we would do is after Thanksgiving dinner, we'd open up the newspaper. We would pull out the Black Friday ads mm-hmm. and we would start circling things with a Sharpie yeah. and saying, okay, we're going to go get that computer. Okay, we're going to go get th- that. It wasn't earbuds at the time, but you know, whatever the listening device that you could put over your ear or in your ear at the time, okay, we're going to get those. Okay, we're going to go get a new TV or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and, and that was the one time that I really let myself go and just have fun spending. And I would go to the store and, and I would pick up two or three things or four or five things that I never thought of buying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that would be presents for other people that I'm like, oh my gosh, this because I was in the store and going for this one product, I found another product that I know will help somebody or that I, not help, that, that sounds very altruistic, that I know will be a nice gift at, at Christmas. And then I would buy some stuff for myself, but I would let myself go. I would let myself enter that hot mode and buy more stuff and spend more money than any time of the year. Yeah. Advertisers, you know, they, that's what they do. They want to put you in a hot mode to consider buying something when you weren't really in the market to do it. Um, I'm old, also old enough to remember the Kmart blue light specials. <laughs> yes. Remember that? So here you are, you're in Kmart, you're going to buy a pair of socks or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, somebody's over the intercom. Hey, well, uh, Kmart shoppers. And boom, they go into <laughs> the spiel. For one time only, we have this many and it's in this aisle and you got to go get it. And all of a sudden, you're like, I didn't know that was available. Right. I should get that. I could see how that would make me happy somehow. I could yeah. really use a new vacuum or whatever they were selling. My point is they put you in that mode because what they want is for you not to really think about it, but to jump in. And what got my wife and I in trouble, I don't know that I ever shared this, but what got us in trouble financially in our early you know, couple, three years of our marriage is that we impulse bought all the time. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a plan, so every purchase was an impulse <laughs> purchase because there was no plan. We weren't right. spending on purpose. It's like, hey, if we had money left over, let's go spend. So that's where that's where marketing puts you in that mode that we call the Amazon phenomenon. And nowadays, it's not just Black Friday. There's Prime Day, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's specific times when there's certain deals. And if you go on Amazon, there's deals of the day and there's all kinds of things that yeah. just you know make it so easy. Yeah. And, and so I think it's interesting to realize that I personally got something out of that. Mm. I enjoyed letting myself go to that place, spending in that, in that hot mode. There was something that, that activated my brain that I enjoyed. And I, and I let myself do that about once a year. 
Uh, and I'm, that wasn't the only time I ever bought stuff, but it just, it was a moment where I intentionally said, okay, I'm letting all my guards down and I'm going, I'm having fun. Yeah. And, and there was a dopamine hit that I don't think is unhealthy or wrong. It was like, Hey, I'm going to go enjoy myself. That's yeah. cool. And what, I want to buy stuff for people that I love. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it did have a positive impact there. Yeah. Right? Overall, I think it was, I mean, I think it can be done in an unhealthy way. I think it can sure. be done in a healthy way. I don't, I don't think that. I, so what I'm saying here is that if, if you've experienced this hot mode, we're not, we're not judging you. We're not saying you're wrong or crazy. I'm saying I would enter that and enjoy it, um, it on a limited basis. Okay, I'm going to say it. Spending money is fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I do spend money on purpose, but I also enjoy it when I do get to spend on the things that I want. Exactly. And that would make me happy and fulfilled in some way. Right. So now what I've noticed is that that feeling that I would get then, I if I let myself um, spend time scrolling through Amazon for too long, I can work myself up into that same feeling. Absolutely. Just scrolling on my phone uh, or on my computer. Um, I, and I can I can find four or five products that can be a one-click purchase. That's right. That I can get myself excited about. And I'm like, well, I just, you know, I spent $20 over here. I might as well spend another 20 over here. And, and while I'm spending, and this is what it is for me, because I usually won't spend until I start spending. And once I start spending, I'm like, well, <laughs> if I'm spending, I might yeah. as well spend. Like, I mean, if I'm going to spend 20, I might as well spend 40. Right. Like, why not? If you want to get the Prime for free, you got to spend at least 35. So now you're hunting, what yes. else can I buy for an extra 10, 12 bucks to make it 35 or more? Exactly. Yeah, that's an interesting... <laughs> and Amazon <laughs> right? does a phenomenal job of oh, giving yeah. you similar products that other people have purchased in the same categories. Yeah. When you would go to Walmart on Black Friday stuff was interspersed across the whole store. You had to walk a hundred feet to go from... Or, or run or yeah. trying not to <laughs> run, get run over. <laughs> yeah, you had to run across the store physically. Now, at, at my fingertips on my phone, I'm seeing five similar products that other people have bought mm-hmm. that... Then I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I, yeah. I had not thought about that. Well, it's I better so get easy. some batteries for this new product. And if I get this new product, then I better get this complementary product that goes along with it. And if I allow myself to go there, I can very easily go one click, one click, one click. I had to turn off the one click option because it just it'll get oh, you yeah. in trouble. I don't uh, like it. I hate it. No, <laughs> I, I, I like yeah, I don't like it. Uh, and so, so this is I what I wanted to do is just. I want to highlight, man, it is incredible what Amazon has done uh, with two-day shipping, with one-day shipping, with package tracking that lets you know exactly how far away your product is. It is amazing. They are the most consistent at on-time delivery. Honestly, they're usually a little bit early, yeah, which is staggering when you look at the logistics of the company. So kudos to the company. Now I know that there are, are, are questions around if they're working their employees too hard and, and there are whole or, you know, governmental organizations and other organizations that will chase that down. Yeah, so don't I'm not hate here to us comment on like that. Amazon and the benefits. Yeah. There are pros and cons to everything. Right. And so we're not saying that they're, you know, uh, the best company to work for in the world. And, you know, we, right. we don't know. There's we don't know. Right. We don't know. The thing is, we We're don't know. We're just speaking from personal experience how this is impacting as us. As a consumer, and more than likely you. we've been served well. Yeah. No <laughs> I don't know how the employees are served, but as a consumer, we've been served well. And, and that's why it's such a unique thing in that space. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. There's so many incredible benefits. 
but now I have to be aware as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Am I letting myself get into that hot mode? And what are some of the things that I can do in advance to, to protect myself? And not just on Amazon. You can do it on a number of websites, especially if you, if you love clothes or you love fashion. You could just get in so much trouble <laughs> because because it's fun. Like there's a, like you're looking at patterns and colors and new cloth materials and like it, you, and and style and fashion changes. Yeah. Uh, it used to be like and you really need yearly that seventieth pair of shoes. Oh, of course, if you're a woman, okay. Well, hey. Men usually don't get some. There are some. Men, there are some I've dudes. Known a couple. Yeah, that really love shoes. But and, you make a good point. I mean, yeah. it is really easy to get sucked in, and our desire through this podcast and how we serve the public is to both bring the positives that would make your life better, but also to warn you if it's going to negatively impact you and your family, especially as it relates to your finances, because your finances are so ingrained in your life and your happiness. So we want to talk about ways that you can handle this so that you can still benefit from it, Mm -hmm. but not have it wreck your finances. Um, Some of my clients, one of the things that I've always noticed as we i'm working with them is that as soon as they get on a budget i see something happen positive they get a raise uh they get something where they just their financial situation improves yeah and as soon as it does because they haven't quite learned and changed their behavior they'll do something like purchase something with the money that came in right instead of putting it to better use like building their emergency fund or paying down a credit card and i want you to understand that it takes time to change the mindset. And what this hot mode that we are put in with Amazon and other retailers, what happens is we do it almost unconsciously mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we want to bring that awareness so that as you're thinking about, okay, well, when that I've seen that happen. Yes, it happened the other day. Hey, it happened two hours ago. Right. Okay, what can you do to take more control of that so that it's a benefit to you? That's really what we want to go into so that you're better equipped to manage well, but also benefit from some of these great things that we get to enjoy today. That's right, because we're not we're not down on the having access, but what we are up on is getting control and financial having health. A, yeah financial health yep. and having a plan in place so that you can enjoy these opportunities, not get ruined by them. Correct. So first and foremost, uh, we're going to go back to the four steps to purposeful living. Just mm-hmm. step one and two, you have to put it in your spending plan. And we have incredible guides and forms at Getting Money Right to build a spending plan. And we have categories with subcategories where you can put this money into your budget and you should have fun and impulsive purchases available somewhere in your budget. Mm-hmm. Now, that may mean that you personally pad your clothes budget. You, you make your clothes budget a little bigger. You may make your miscellaneous category a little bigger. You may make your car category a little bigger. If you're a car person, do it in the car category. If you're a gifts person and you love giving gifts to other people, put it in the gifts category. If you're a clothes person, put it in the clothes. But you've got to put it in there. Mm-hmm. And that's good. You can have fun with it. Right. I feel way more comfortable spending now than I did 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I was unhealthy and afraid and and scared to make a purchase because money was my security. And so I was afraid to buy stuff. It took me putting it into the budget to realize, okay, my full plan is going to work. And part of my plan is having fun with this money. And I can, I can start to take my wife yeah. to Starbucks, uh, like, like a, a luxury purchase, you know, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can go and buy a pair of clothing or a piece of clothing 
that costs $50 because it's in the budget. And I don't need to feel like I'm, I, I don't need to let that fear control my life. So yeah, put it you're in. You're not sacrificing your financial future. So there's right. not this doom, uh, you know, looming at the horizon because you think, gosh, I shouldn't spend this money because mm-hmm. it's going to, because you know, when you spend without a plan, there's this, you know, what they call a uh, buyer's remorse, right? As soon Absolutely. as you drive it off or walk away with the purchase, you're like, ah, I hope I'm going to be okay financially because I mm-hmm. got the rent due or the bills due. And when you spend the money, it, you shouldn't have that feeling. The feeling should be, I have the money. I know exactly where it's going to come from, and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm going to reward myself and spend money in this area. Now, I will say that as we talk about the four steps to purposeful living, the first one is spend on purpose, and that's mm-hmm. what the budget is all about. It's about making sure that all of your financial life is you know, included in this plan, that you're saving, mm-hmm. that you're all of that. So the second step is save before you spend. So... When you're creating your plan, if you don't have one already, please, please, please create a plan. Yes. But once you create it, the first step should be putting something aside. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. You don't know what it's going to be like. You know, it, the, the Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. You could be a great person. You can have, you know, do a lot of work for everybody. It doesn't mean you won't have difficulties in your life. Mm-hmm. Life happens to all of us. And my encouragement to you is prepare for it. That way you're not going to be sidelined by it. And if you prepare for it, that only happens if you save. And yes. then and then once you've got the future somewhat secure, not you can never have it 100% secure, but at least you'll be better off knowing that you've planned as much as you can, then you can enjoy the rest of it. And you can That's do right. what David just described, which is not feel guilty because you're buying a $50 shirt or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It's whatever makes you happy, whatever gives you happiness and, and you know, enjoyment mm-hmm. there's not nothing wrong with it as long as it's done within this plan right it's not impulsive you're not being driven to do something that's unhealthy for you while it's a benefit to amazon or whoever's selling on amazon mm-hmm. we want you to enjoy life but we don't want it to be at a detriment to your family or to your financial health that's right so once you've put it in your budget only make those impulse purchases out of categories where you already have that money set aside that's right and so I will look at my clothes tab, my the tab in my spending plan that says clothing, and I'll look at it and say, okay, I, Ashley and I, so there's two of us, it's not just me, <laughs> Ashley and I, we have $150 in our clothing uh, tab right now in our category. Okay, that isn't all David money. Like Ashley's going to get some clothes too. So I, if I'm going to make a purchase, I have to think in my mind, okay, I've got 150 bucks there. I could probably spend $50 comfortably and there's a hundred dollars there margin for if Ashley needs anything and, and not run us out of money because the money's there. I can spend $50 and not think twice about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't feel weird. Ashley's not upset because we agreed in advance that we're going to put that money into the clothing category and we're going to make a purchase. Right. Ashley spent, I don't remember the number exactly, but Ashley spent $400 on clothes one time. And she came home and was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm afraid to tell you this. And, <laughs> and the thing is, we hadn't bought in clothes in over a year, almost like somewhere around a year. Yeah. Our category had seven or $800 in it. Yeah. We had pre-agreed that we can spend up to $800 on clothes. Yeah. It was there. It was, it was for that there. Purpose. So when she spent $400 on clothes, and it may have been a little over that, I, I didn't think twice about it. I was like, oh, that's great. 
That's wonderful. Yeah, like good for you. Yeah, I thank you. you. Thank you for going clothes shopping without me so that I I'm not, you know, there sitting just waiting. Yeah. Like I like what every long, guy loves, right? right. Going so, shopping for clothes with his wife. So I was actually happy and and so what I'm what I'm articulating here is if you've agreed on a spending plan in place and the money is already there, you can spend that money and have fun and as long as you're in unity with your spouse, it's easy. I mean, for me, I was excited that she spent the money because honestly, at that point, we had $800 saved up and it was starting to get foolish. It was like, let's go buy some some clothing that is needed. It wasn't yeah, crazy you're denying frivolous. yourself at that point right. if you haven't bought clothes in a year. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, okay, that's that's step one. Put it in the spending plan and only spend when you have it in the spending plan. Yeah, and that actually leads to something else that I want to touch on. If you're setting money aside, like the example David gave, where you have money in the account, let's say $400, you can spend up to $400. Don't go to five, don't go to six, thinking, well, I'll have the money in the future. That's what puts you in trouble when you overspend, mm -hmm. because now you have to rob other areas that are probably just as necessary and not a variable expense. So it's not something that, oh, I can put it off. It might be food. It might be gas for your car, insurance. So you don't want to tap in those areas because mm -hmm. when you do, you miss a payment or you don't have enough to, to buy the, the things that you need. So it's really important that you stick with that amount because I've seen this happen over and over where somebody sets a, a certain amount for a category to spend mm -hmm. and then they go over it. And then any money they make that's extra, it goes there. So you're giving yourself license to overspend by not being disciplined mm -hmm. to stick with the amount. And that's kind of like giving into that hot mode and not taking control back. You're just saying, well, I'll have it in the future, so I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. That's one step from buying it on a credit card and having minimum monthly payments. Yeah. And then continue to grow that. And then you just kind of regress back to the old way of doing things, which is not the way you're doing it today. Right. So don't overspend, but spend as much as you have and enjoy it because that's what it's for. That's right. So uh, step number two, this is something that I've personally implemented as I recognize that I can put myself into that hot mode on Amazon. Uh, I have, instead of buying the item, pretty much set this as a personal thing, unless it's something that I immediately need for a really specific reason. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm in school and I need to buy certain books for school. Okay, I'll make those purchases. That makes sense. But let's say another book pops up that I want or a product ancillary to that pops up. If I, if I really want it, if I'm like, that, that looks cool, I wanna buy that. I did this with a pair of, uh, with like a, a, a four pack of shirts to wear to the gym. And I was like, oh, I want that, I want those colors, I want that, I need some, I need some more shirts. But I'm like, let me, instead of buying it today, I'm gonna just add it to my wish list. And I set up a wish list on Amazon and, and I make this one public to where other people could buy things for me at Christmas or my birthday off of this wish list. And when my birthday comes around, if someone's like, hey, what do you want this year? I'm like, hey, here's, here's what's on my list on Amazon. That allows me to set it aside for at least 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I did an action. Like the thing with buying something is like, oh, I, I did something. I clicked it. I bought it. It's on its way. Right. On the flip side of this, if I click it and save it to a specific wish list, then I've done something about it. I set it aside to review later. If I wait 24 hours, 95% of the time, I don't go back and make that purchase because mm. honestly, I didn't really need the thing and right. I was just in hot mode and I needed to let off and cool down. Good point. And when I come back, it's still in my wish list, but eventually I've gone through and just started deleting stuff off of my wish list. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I, didn't, I, ne I never really needed that. Yeah, that's a great practice because so, you do realize how yes. 
how in the mode you are later when you come back and you look at it, it's like, why did I want to buy that? Like, I wouldn't buy that today. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Good point. <laughs> the embarrassing thing is, well, I wouldn't buy that today because I don't actually go to the gym today. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, different problem. Here. <laughs> different not problem. Hour. That's Keep right. Going. That's right. Like, oh, I, I wanted to buy some shirts because I wanted to go to the gym. Well, that, that season passed. Okay. And so, the reason he wasn't going to the gym because he didn't have the right shirt. That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny, though, how we can talk ourselves into that? If I had this, then I could do this. And it's really just an excuse to, to do something, to purchase something, mm-hmm. to get that dopamine rush that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need to look a little deeper and find out, why do I need that? I don't. Let me go do something like take a walk, <laughs> spend time with friends, whatever. Because yeah. uh, m- spending money has a reward. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're doing it too much, if you're doing it out of a balanced budget, it's going to have consequences and the pain is much stronger and a lot longer lasting than the benefit you get when you buy something. That's right. All right. So the third and final thing that you can do if you're, if you find yourself running into this situation with Amazon or any other retailer is you can spend some time really figuring out what the root cause of your impulse spending Mm -hmm. really is, right? What is the root cause? What are the, the reasons um, interpersonally, your relationships with others, uh, in your in your relationship with yourself, what's going on inside of you? You need to do some self reflection. Like, why am I? Why? Why do once a year I would let myself fall into hot mode? Why did I do that? Uh, now I'm on Amazon. Why do I feel the need to feel good? through making a spending purchase? Why am I craving this dopamine hit right now? Why am I letting this be the place where I get my joy from? What's going on in my life? Is it a lack of healthy relationships? Is it a lack of healthy boundaries? Am I feeling depressed right now? And I need to go confide in a friend or a family member or a professional counselor and, and get to the root of what's going on. So episode 98 and episode 99, we did a whole series on... Uh, roots and fruits. And we talked about the roots uh, of pride, the root of fear, the root of insecurity, different roots that you can identify in your life. And you can pull those roots out that are producing bad fruit in your life. And Mm -hmm. one of the bad fruits that we talked about was impulse spending spending. and overspending. So if, if you see this as a consistent habitual issue in your life and you're having habits form around overspending or impulse spending, go back and listen to episode 98 and 99. It's a great series and become more self-aware of what's driving you to this place. Uh, Because if you let yourself go there once a year, that's probably not an unhealthy thing. If you let yourself go there once a month, as long as it's in the budget, it's probably not an unhealthy thing. But if you find yourself every night scrolling through Amazon or on fashion websites, clicking links to find new products that is causing you to make purchases that are unhealthy for your finances then there may be an underlying root. And I'm picking on, on fashion just because it's cool and it's easy to access and it's incredibly you know all over the internet. But the same could be said for cars. The same could be said for real estate. The same could be said for books. It's anything. This, mm-hmm. th- this, is a, this is something that affects all of us and it's why Leo and I want to do this episode today. Yeah, that's great, David. The only other thing I would touch on, and this is just a personal experience that I've had, which is whenever I get into this mode where... Um, I just start, especially around the holiday, I kind of get into this mode of I want to buy things, the certain things that I wanted, that I've been waiting for, saving for, whatever. 
And I recognize that I'm getting more and more self-focused and more selfish. And again, I'm just being honest with you guys. We, I think we all deal with this. I'm just putting it out there that we kind of get selfish and self-focused. And so what I've learned happens to me in that state is I'm less likely to be generous. Mm. So it's almost like an opposite. As soon as I start focusing on buying the next thing, getting the next thing, generosity just kind of skips my mind. Now, I'm a consistent giver. I support our church through monthly giving, all of that. That's not going to change because it's built into the budget. But around the holidays, there's always you know opportunities to give to certain organizations that really count on those gifts, right? They're, they do things that I care about. And when they're asking me for a donation, but I'm in that hot mug of wanting to buy the next right. thing, I'm less likely to give into those and actually say, you know what, this would be a good thing to do. So actually what I've learned to do is actually purposely, as I get to the holiday, give more money away so mm. that I don't spend as much. Because I'm going to use it anyway. I'm either right. going to spend it on myself or I'm going to give it away. But what I find is that it breaks that selfish cycle. Because now all of a sudden the money's not available, but it's not like I lost it. I actually gave it to something that I care about. Right. So it changes my mindset from one that takes it off of me and my desires, my wants, which aren't really realistic most of the time. It's just stuff that I can live without and puts it on something that says, hey, you know what? Putting that money into that organization, you know, helping whatever the cause may be, there's so many of them, uh, gives me more satisfaction. And I don't feel a loss, I actually feel a gain. And I am actually happier and more fulfilled as a result of that. Am I for perfect at this? No, but I've just learned that when I get in this hot mode and I'm constantly searching for the next thing, and I'm buying into that. Well, when so-and-so bought this, they also bought this. Then I'm like, okay, it's time to give. <laughs> it's time to, to take some portion and give it away because it breaks that cycle for me. That's awesome. Generosity breaks and uproots uh, that root of selfishness. Mm -hmm. and, and you can you, give to anything or anyone. It's not, that's right. not, not even saying give it to a specific. No, you can give it to a friend. You can give it to you know, whatever. Uh, and I think it's really, really you could, powerful. You could go take a friend to lunch and invest in a relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, the the opportunities for giving are endless. That's right. And it's not the amount or the place. It is the act of generosity. Right. And intentionally dying to yourself <laughs> and looking for ways to serve someone else. That's an else. interesting way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not clicking is like dying to yourself. It's true, it's true. <laughs> but it's good for you sometimes. Self-sacrifice uh, and healthy delayed gratification is good for you. No doubt. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we enjoyed speaking about it because it is something that we live. Well, you know, We're into finances and teaching on it all the time, but we also have to live it out and we see these patterns and these things happening in our own lives. So we wanted to share with you and tell you that if you're experiencing this, hey, that's normal, but there's ways that you can find some balance in this and manage your money in such a way that you're continuing to succeed and accomplish those things that you are more passionate about. So thank you for listening. The best way that you can support our show is simply by sharing this episode or an episode like it mm -hmm. uh, with someone that you care about that you would think, hey, you know what? They would really benefit to hear this. And if you do that, I know it's going to spread. They're going to enjoy it, and then they're going to share with someone else. So that's really the best way that you can help us. That's right. The other way you can, of course, you can always leave a review, a five-star review if we've earned it, maybe even a comment to say, hey, these guys are doing this, and I really enjoy it. That really goes a long way to make our show available to others. So we hope you'll do that. In the meantime, though, we just enjoyed doing this episode. Hopefully you benefited, and we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money, money right. right.
find yourself every night scrolling through Amazon or on fashion websites, clicking links to find new products that is causing you to make purchases that are unhealthy for your finances, then there may be an underlying root.